We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up show, Best Game Cox podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, April the 16th, 2021. Today's show, I switched things up a little bit, guys. Obviously, with this week being kind of crazy schedule-wise with baseball going Thursday through Saturday instead of the regular Friday through Sunday, I'm going to pull a little bit of an audible on you guys. We're first going to talk spring football, guys. I'll give you my full thoughts on spring football to this point. Also, Shane Beamer, things I've heard from my people within the building, within Gamecocks football, and why I am excited for the future of South Carolina football under Shane Beamer. Also, we'll talk a little Frank Martin presser notes, a couple of news and notes to get into, including spring game attendance being increased for next weekend's Garnet and Black game at williams Bryce. Guys, got a lot to get into here on a Friday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention other companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. Their movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black glove service. They offer end-to-end packing services, custom crating and packaging for special items, and cleaning services as well. They're founded by Greenville natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys, so a Gamecock-owned small business. They also offer 20 years of project management moving experience, and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for. Guys, whether you're in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina, if you have any moving needs in 2021, be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. You can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group. Of course, if you have any other questions, go to their website, upstatemoversgroup.com. That's upstatemoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. What is going on, TGIF? Happy Friday. 
Hope you're doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, host the Spurs Up Show. As always, appreciate you guys tuning in. We're pulling a little bit of an audible today. If you haven't already noticed, switching things up a little bit here on a Friday, going to be a quick hitter type of episode. If you tuned into the Daily Crow yesterday, which if you didn't, you should, I told you guys, I was going to decide either we're going to record the podcast after game one against LSU, because obviously you guys are hearing this on Friday after game one is concluded, or I was going to record the podcast before the game, so I didn't have to stay up till midnight editing and doing everything, and we were going to switch things up a little bit, pick a different subject matter, if you will, for Friday's show. Well, obviously, I don't even know what's happened in the game yet. It's 6.52 before first pitch here on Thursday afternoon for the Gamecocks take on LSU, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited, and I was like, you know what? I really don't want to wait that long to record the podcast, and I think this will give us an opportunity for me to really have – this is going to be a very unscripted um, kind of just off the cuff, my random thoughts about a couple of different topics, especially Gamecock football, because I know I haven't taught quite as much spring ball as maybe some other people or some other outlets have to this point. But I do want to touch on that. We're going to talk spring ball. I'm going to talk Shane Beamer. I'm going to talk Frank Martin. Uh, also, spring game attendance. Got a lot of stuff to get into on Friday. Guys, guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Hope this is finding you well, whether you're in the office, you're on the commute, you're in class, you've got the day off, whatever it is. Hope you guys are all doing well here on this Friday. And I'll say this right now. I'm hoping this is finding you uh, with the Gamecocks up 1-0 to zero in the series in Baton Rouge. Because, again, like I said, I'm recording this right now before game one. Uh, so, again, hopefully we're all in a good mood here on a Friday. I don't really know. But, again, let's go ahead and jump right into it, guys. Like I said, this is going to be kind of just a random quick hitter, kind of just off the dome here um regarding you know everything a couple different topics and I want to start with spring football guys because like I said you know I've been covering it here and there but we've really obviously been locked on the baseball side of things and with spring football you know my mentality is this you know obviously the spring game is next weekend and I'm extremely excited very pumped for the spring game to get inside williams Bryce Stadium of course like I said guys the attendance has been increased in case you missed it from 9,000 to now 15,000 fans going to be allowed inside Williams-Brice. Tickets will go on sale on Monday, by the way, if you didn't know that. But uh, really excited for that. Really excited to see Shane Beamer, his first spring game, the new players, all that good stuff. And again, we'll spend a lot of next week breaking down top storylines and previewing that game and all that good stuff. But when it comes to you know, the spring. I do love spring football, but obviously I've been very locked in with the baseball side of things, and that's been keeping us very, very busy with four games a week. You, are, you guys already know the drill. But I will tell you this. I was able to have a conversation. I put, I put up this post a couple of days ago. I didn't touch on it on yesterday's podcast. But uh, I put up this post uh, two days ago, and I was able to have a conversation with a really good buddy of mine that uh, is very close to USC football. And I, I know, you know, sometimes I tell you guys, hey, this is what I'm hearing, you know, take it for what it's worth, whatever. I can tell you that the what I heard from the person I heard it from, the word is solid gold. This is not one of those things where I'm guessing or, hey, take it for what it's worth. Like this dude is telling me something, he would not blow smoke up my ass. Let me just leave it at that. But again, um, I am so excited for South Carolina football. I, I really, really am. And, you know, I think it's funny. It's interesting. This is kind of on a, on a different topic, if you will. But uh, I've seen a lot of people on social media saying, you know, oh, baseball season is see Philly season. And, and, and this, this is his forte. And, you know, that's why the content's so good. And he's so positive. And I am so excited for myself personally, selfishly, from the content creator perspective, and just from me as a person, for people to see my content this fall covering USC football. 
Um, because listen, with the Muschamp era, you know, I, I couldn't hide it. I, I was done with Muschamp after UNC. And, you know, after that, that debacle, if you will, and I went on the fire Muschamp tirade, and really I became the fire Muschamp guy. That's what I got known for better or for worse. Again, I don't regret anything. It was one of the best things I ever had in my business, to be honest with you. But I'm really excited for people to see and to hear my coverage of South Carolina football under Shane Beamer. It's not that I'm going to be some sunshine pumper or, um, you know, whatever. I'm going to call it like I see it 100 every single time. But for the first time in forever, we as Gamecock fans have hope in our football program. And from everything I've seen, I've heard, I've read, South Carolina fans have got a lot of reasons to be excited. You know, my guy I talked to, you know, he said that, you know, Shane has obviously completely changed things inside the building. And he is very much more a CEO type, but he's still a guy who says that he loves to coach. Like he, he loves to get in these guys' faces and coach. Cause I joked with him. I said, man, I can't wait to see coach Beamer kind of mad, right? Like I, I want to see what he's like when he gets pissed off. Cause it's kind of funny to see these coaches, how they, you know, how they get riled up, how they get going. And he told me, he's like, no dude, he is a guy that if you are, if you're not getting after it, you know, if you wear the wrong cleats to practice, if you're slacking off, He'll get under your ass. I mean, there's no question. He's going to hold you accountable, but in a caring, loving way. They've got coaches in the building, he said, that actually care about these players. You know, we were talking about the end of the dead period, how big that is for USC and getting guys on campus and getting them in the building and letting them meet the people, letting them meet the people. He called the Shane Beamer hire. And again, he's in the building. Sure, maybe he's a little biased, but again, he would shoot me straight. He called the Shane Beamer hire a grand slam, a, a grand slam home run for this program, for this university, and for this football program. Um, again, I posted a couple of these quotes, really all these quotes, on social media the other day. But again, a couple of things that he said. He said, the light bulb has clicked for to carry on Joyner. Said he's playing fast now. He's playing free. He's not thinking too much. He's breaking out this spring. He also did say, or Trey Smith. Kind of hit or miss. I asked him about, hey, man, is Ortre really healthy? Is he looking that good? What's going on? He said, you know, one day he's 100%, next day he's gimpy. You know, if, if he can be 100%, he can be a guy that really helps you. And, again, that's why I've told you guys I'm not getting overexcited for a guy like Ortre. Man. I got to see him on the field healthy first. But we all know the potentials there. He also said when it comes to the battle for the quarterback position, he said Luke Doty has really taken on that leadership role and from everything he said to me, I mean, he didn't come out and just straight up say, hey, Luke Doty's QB1, but all signs point to that. And again, I, I think we're going to see that in the spring game probably next weekend. And I think Luke Doty, people slept on Luke Doty, I think, a little bit after last season. I think Luke Doty's going to show there's a reason he was a highly touted prospect. There was a reason he won that job late last season. I think he's going to be that guy for South Carolina football. He also said, because I asked him about, you know, hey, man, how's uh, – you know, how are guys like Pickens? How's Birch looking? He said, oh, dude, Birch is blowing up. He said, our defensive front is going to be absolutely insane. We've got athletes. We've got dudes. Everywhere. And again, I know what a lot of fans are thinking right now. And it's fair. Chris, we've heard the same bullshit the last three or four years from Muschamp and company. Why should we believe anything we're hearing now? And I'm not telling you, again, I don't overreact to these tidbits. Of course, hey, everybody's 0-0. Nobody's lost a game. Nobody's hit adversity. The biggest thing I care about in spring ball, and I told him this, I said, hey, I just want everybody to stay healthy and develop and get better. And he told me, hey, you know, we got a couple of guys banged up, but for the most part, we are healthy. And they're throwing a lot at these guys, he said. They're throwing a lot at these guys. From what I've heard also in the buildings that Marcus Satterfield, everybody that talks about this dude said he's an absolute genius, an offensive football genius. Like these dudes are getting so much thrown at them and, and they're watching it. Like the film they are watching, it's not college film. They're watching NFL film. 
They're literally watching NFL film and they're watching Oklahoma film. That's the film they are mainly spending their time watching. And again, I, I just, you know, I say all that to, like I said, I haven't touched on spring football quite as much as others, because like I said, guys, it's just one of those things where like all we really have right now are assistant coaches, press conferences. And I value everything those guys say. Don't get me wrong. I, it's not that I don't value what they say, but you, you guys know, I mean, it's, there's talking season and then there's spring ball talking season. It's just like, I'm not going to overreact or, you know, go crazy over a guy saying, oh, this guy looks good. This guy looks good. You know, what are they going to come out and say, oh, this guy looks terrible? Like, it's, it's spring ball, dude. It's spring ball. They're, they're not going to say anything neg negative about their guys. But what I will say is this, because I've had a lot of people, you know, recently, lately, whatever, for whatever reason, you know, and everybody wants to talk about Shane Beamer and Gamecocks football, of course, no matter the time of year. But a lot of people have asked me about Shane Beamer and first-year expectations and, and all that. And I will have my full predictions, you know, over the summer or whatever, and we'll kind of dive into it, of course. You guys know the drill. I will have full predictions. And my way too early predictions for Shane Beamer were six and six. I'll tell you this, though. When it comes to Shane Beamer and this program, you know, we all feel it. The overall morale of the program and, and the attitude of the fan base and getting former players in the building. Overall, this program health-wise is already in such a better place than it was just a couple of months ago. But I'll tell you this. Are we going to win the SEC championship under Shane Beamer? I have no idea. You know, are we going to win the national championship? I got no clue. Are we ever going to get back to what Steve Spurrier had to say? I have no idea. But from people, from talking to people around the program, very close to the program, and just talking to other people, what I can tell you guys is this. What I feel comfortable in saying is this. I don't know how many games we're going to win. I have no clue. I really don't. But what I feel confident in saying, which is saying a lot more than you probably could have said for a past couple of coaches we've had, I feel very confident in saying that no matter what happens, Shane Beamer is going to leave the University of South Carolina's football program in a better place than where he found it. I really do. I really, truly do believe that. And again, it's very early. You know, we, we don't know a lot about this guy, right? I mean, we know he loves the University of South Carolina. It was his dream job, all that. But there's a lot to play out. There's a lot of things that can happen. You know what I mean? We've we, we got to let this thing play out, of course. But just from what I know at this point and, and listening to Shane Beamer, listening to his assistants and the overall attitude and, and the morale of everyone and, and what you know people within that building are saying, like I said, I do think South going to hit a home run higher with Shane Beamer. But I, I just feel confident. I feel so hopeful and optimistic for the future. And again, that's going to be the difference in you know, the coverage from the Spurs Up show or the coverage from yours truly. Like I said, I can't wait for people to see that because, again, it's not me like sunshine pumping or anything, but I truly believe in what Shane Beamer is building. I believe it. I really do. This man has seen it at its absolute peak. And I think Shane Beamer, I know Shane Beamer and company, they have championship expectations. They're not of the belief system. They're not of the of the, uh, you know, they don't have it ingrained that, oh, you know, we've just been bad forever. We've been mediocre. We shouldn't expect to win more than seven games. No, I fully believe this is the staff that wants to win the SEC championship. That's what they expect. I think there's going to be a championship standard back in this program. And it's also going to be a true culture. You know, having former players around, the best to ever do it. Those type of guys. I think the overall health of this program is just at a such so much better place. And I truly believe in what Coach Beamer is building. I'm all aboard the chain train, man. I really do. And again, time will tell because as we all know in this business, it's all about wins and losses. All that talk, that's all it is. 
But as we sit here on a Friday, a week away from the spring game, basically, I can tell you guys I am giddy. I am excited. I cannot wait to see this team on the field for the first time under Shane Beamer, to actually see him on the field. And I believe in Shane Beamer. I believe in what he's building in Columbia. And again, it's going to take time. It's going to be a process. Hey, my guy told me that too. Hey, it's, it's going to be a process. It's going to take time. But there's a plan. There's a real plan in place. And it's not like the previous staff and regime where it felt like an NFL mini camp and guys didn't care about each other. And No, this is a totally different. It's a family. There's a real culture now of welcoming back your all-time greats and, and getting their feedback and, and, you know, the pride of being a Gamecock. So I'm excited, man. Again, like I said, I just want to express that to you guys. Like I said, I know we haven't touched on quite as much spring ball because baseball has been taking up all of our time, which has been great. But um, I'm excited, man. I, I can't wait. I, I cannot wait for the spring game. I can't wait, obviously, to even start talking football and previewing. And then, of course, when the Gamecocks get on the field for that season opener at Williams-Brice Stadium against Eastern Illinois. I mean, this is going to be one of the most highly anticipated seasons of football in a long time for the University of South Carolina. I absolutely cannot freaking wait. Um, before we get out of here, guys, I want to touch on Frank Martin's presser real quick. Because I already talked about the spring game attendance, of course, guys, in case you missed it, increasing to 15,000, which, hey, at least we're making progress in that regard. Thank God they're letting more people inside of Willie B. But Frank Martin, speaking to the media yesterday, his presser, by the way, was an hour and 15 minutes. Did I watch the whole thing? Absolutely not. Ain't nobody got time for that. This dude loves to talk, though. But I I'll say this. Tip of the cap and kudos and credit to Frank Martin for admitting he did a shitty job coaching this team last year because he said that word for word, by the way. I'm not putting words in his mouth. He said that exact quote. The problem I had, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, guys, because I, I really just don't have the energy to be in any sort of negative headspace or, or, or go on and on about some negative topic or whatever. But Frank said, quote, it gets real popular around here when it's gloom and doom. It gets real quiet when it's successful, especially in my sport. And he was talking about a couple of different things. The Gamecocks fan base, excuse me, the fan base, the media, and whatever else. I just, guys, if you know anything about me, I, in closing, I hate when people demonize the fan base. I can't stand it. I truly cannot stand it. Because Gamecock fans have sat through countless years of mediocrity especially in football and especially basketball and for anyone to insinuate that it gets real popular around here when it's gloom and doom to insinuate that Gamecock fans in some weird twisted way want to see us lose so we can be miserable and have hot takes is absolutely bananas Take it from someone who makes content, who sees clicks and downloads and views and follows and all that shit on social media. Take it from someone in my world. Do you think business is better or worse when we are winning? It's better. It's better. No kidding, it's better. It's a thousand times better. Guys, the views, and again, the business has grown, but the views and stuff like that for baseball season have been outstanding. The organic reach has been outstanding. You know why? It's because we have a good product to follow, and we have hope. 
for Frank Martin to insinuate otherwise that, you know, oh, we like it when we, you know, we love calling for your head. We love for you to, to call for you when you get fired. Like, what is, I, I just don't even want to spend a bunch of time on it because it's, it's, a, it's a ridiculous comment. Hey, I still like Frank Martin. I still support Frank Martin. I want him to have success. I hope we're talking about a tournament run next season. But I, we, we can, I can disagree with him on this comment and all those things still be true. I mean, for a dude, you know, for a dude that battles as much adversity and is as tough, quote-unquote, as Frank Martin is, this dude bitches constantly about, you know, football is more popular here. You know, why would people rather cover a football spring practice than a basketball game? And, and we're disrespected, and we don't get acknowledged, and our fans love when we lose, and they, they love to be miserable. Bro, go win games. Shut up and go win games. Like, I know Frank Martin's probably confused because outside of one year, he hasn't, you know, we haven't seen anything but gloom and doom. So, I mean, he wouldn't know what the fan base looks like when we are winning. It's just absolutely absurd, and I don't appreciate it when people call it the USC fan base. The USC fan base are the innocent bystanders here. They have sat around for decades when they shouldn't have probably supporting a trash product at times like the fans are the last thing you should be talking about the fans are the last thing you should be blaming go recruit some ball players get healthy get your head out of your ass go coach and let's go have a good season I promise you fans will pack CLA they do it for Don Staley they do it for Frank Martin why Frank Martin tends to think otherwise I have no idea Hey, Frank, how about just be grateful you're back coaching? How about that? And again, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he gets a shot at redemption. When you make a, when you make a comment like that, like what? It just blows my mind. Frank Martin is a lot. He's very similar to Muschamp in a lot of ways. And one of the ones he is is that, man, sometimes, guys, I like Frank Martin, but God, sometimes. He makes it very hard. The only difference between the two is that Frank Martin, thank God, can actually coach. So, but Frank, don't make it so hard on us. We want to like you. We do. But damn, you go six and 20 or whatever you went, and then you got to try to jab the knife in our side and twist it too? Like, we don't deserve that. Gamecock fans don't deserve that. And then he's going and saying, oh, yeah, I don't, I don't read social media. I don't get on social Hey, you know what that means? That confirms that Frank Martin reads everything on social media. Him and Dawn Staley both. They're reading every tweet, every comment. Because why else would you say something like that? Because I would say the, the majority of the fan base wanted Frank Martin back. And, of course, there's people on social media that didn't. And it's obvious that's the ones he was paying attention to. So. Whatever is what it is. I don't really give a damn what Frank Martin thinks about Gamecock fans. Just go put a winning product on the floor because if you don't do it this year, guess what? You're fired. Doesn't matter. I don't, it don't matter what you think about the fans. It ain't going to matter if I say fire you or not. You're going to be fired if you don't make the tournament. So, bottom line. All right, I'm going to close in that, guys. Carolina LSU game one is actually about to start. So, we're going to go, again, hopefully when you're hearing this, this finds you well and the Gamecocks are up 1-0 in the series. I will have a full series breakdown and recap, of course, guys, on Monday's show. And then, of course, you guys know, I mean, the baseball content is going to be flowing 
all on social media and my reaction to game one, game two, game three. You guys already know how we do. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in. TGIF, guys, have a fantastic weekend, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Monday.